Thank you for choosing to listen to today's message by Reverend Dr. David Entry. We know you will be blessed as you seek and serve God. We believe that this message will stir up a desire for more of God, even as you listen. Be blessed. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the privilege to hear your word. We pray you open the heavens upon us. Grant us access into, into you and into your wisdom and into your purpose that we will be in line and in sync with what you're doing. We thank you, Lord. Thank you that as your word is taught, the sick is healed, the lost will be saved, the sinning shall be convicted, the weak shall be strengthened, and the despondent shall be given fresh hope and fresh vim and vision. Thank you, Lord, that the Holy Spirit is here to help us and guide us in the path of truth and righteousness. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. I just what to do in times of difficulties. What to do in times when it looks like all hell has broken loose on you. What should you do? Praise God. And I, believe, I pray that this, this message is going to bring fresh insight, fresh strength and understanding to somebody. And your life and your story will be different and changed in Jesus' name. Amen. May I take this opportunity to also say that in life, life is filled or is full of times, different seasons and different phases. Some phases, there will be difficult phases and there will be triumphant phases. There will be good phases. There will be, there will be uncertain phases. So seasons, life is full of seasons. The Bible says that to everything there is a season and to every purpose there is a time. In Ecclesiastes chapter 3, it says that to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heavens. As long as we remain on this earth, there's always a season to everything. So, and then it goes on to say that there's a time to be born, there's a time to die, there's a time to plant, there's a time to pluck up that which has been planted, there's a time to kill, there's a time to heal, uh, there's a time to heal, there's a time to break down, there's a time to build up, there's a time to weep, there's a time to laugh, there's a time to mourn, there's a time to dance, there is a time to cast, uh, cast away stones, there's a time to gather stones together, it's time to embrace, it's time to refrain from, and time to, to get and time to lose, time to keep and time to cast away, time to rend and time to sow, time to, to keep silence and time to speak. And it goes on, the list goes on. Time to laugh, time to hate, time for war, time for peace. Are, life is full of season. Life is filled with seasons. And you might go through a season of difficulty or a season of um, uh, hard time. Jesus went through that season. Uh, you know, Bible says, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. The cross was a season, but it was not permanent. Nothing in life is permanent. Nothing apart from the word of God and the promise of God. Hallelujah! So the only permanent thing in life is God's word and God's promise. Nothing in life is permanent. So just in case you might be going through a, a time or a season that does not seem enjoyable, that seems difficult, frustrating, I want you to know that that's not the end. It's not your destination. It's just your location. Your location is not your destination. There are better days ahead, and everybody who believes shout amen. So quickly, I've got about 14 points. That's a lot. So I want to rush through them or mention them quickly. Number one, what do you do in times of crisis? Number one, fear not. In Mark chapter 5, verse 36, Jesus said, don't be afraid, only believe, or fear not, only believe. Mark 5, 36 
Jesus said, fear not, only believe. Mark 5.36. As soon as Jesus heard the word, Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said unto the ruler of the synagogue, Fear not, only believe. So when crisis time hits, what are you supposed to do? Fear not, only believe. In, in Mark chapter 4, verse 40. Mark 4, 40. And he said unto them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? When something happens, as a believer and as a Christian, don't be afraid. Why are you so fearful? As though that's the end of your life. This is not the end of your life. The best of your life is ahead of you. Hallelujah. So fear not. In John, 1 John chapter 4, verse 18, it says that perfect love casts out, out fear. For fear has torment. Fear has torment. Fear has torment. There is, a, in the, in throughout the scripture, you come across fear not, fear 365 times. Fear not, fear not, fear not, fear not. That means one fear not for every day. Fear not, fear not, fear not, fear not, only believe. Fear not, only believe. In Matthew chapter 14, verse 30, Bible says that when Peter was walking on the water, okay, because he believed in the word of God, the word of Jesus and started walking in the water. But he, take, he took his eyes off the water and looked at the storm. The Bible said when he saw the storms and the boy, how the boy shot the way, he feared and he began to sink. Does that make sense when Jesus said fear not? Yeah, because fear authorizes your sinking. You cannot sink in faith. You cannot sink holding on to God's word. So fear not, only believe. Isaiah chapter 41 verse 10, fear not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. They said, don't be afraid. Why? Because I will strengthen you. I will uphold you. I will help you. That's why you shouldn't fear. Our reason for not fearing is not because I just want to be bold. No, because God has said, I will not leave you nor forsake you. So we can also boldly say, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5 and verse 6, is that let your life be without covetousness. For God has said, I will not leave, never leave you nor forsake you. So we can boldly say, what can man do? I will not fear. All right. So the reason why we shall not fear is because God is with us. Psalm 23, he said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear, I'll fear no evil. I will not fear. Why? For thou art with me. So when I'm saying don't fear, when the Bible tells us not to fear, it's not an abstract uh, an abstract not fearing is not it's like ethereal or cerebral or uh, imag imaginary. It's not an imaginary thing. It's a factual thing. It means that there is a reason why you shouldn't fear. Why? Because God said, I will help you. I will uphold you with my right hand of righteousness. In Isaiah 43 verse 1, it says that, but, but now that says the Lord, that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel. Fear not, for I have redeemed ye, I have redeemed thee. I will call thee by name, by thy name, and thou, I have called thee by thy name, thou art mine. So God has called you by your name. You belong to him. So he said, fear not, for he, he has redeemed you. Hallelujah. So my sister, my brother, what might be going on around your career, around your work, your health, your family, your marriage, 
Fear not. I know you are old and you are wor worried about, I haven't done anything yet. This is my child, the situation about my child, the situation about my children, the situation about my marriage. Look at my biological clock is ticking. Fear not. Fear not. Only believe. Mark 5, 36. Fear not. Only believe. So number one, fear not. Number two, Encourage yourself in the Lord. In 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 6, Bible says that, and David was greatly distressed. David was greatly distressed for the people spoke of stoning him because the soul, of, the soul of all the people were grieved, every man for his son and his daughters, his sons and his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. When things are bad, Sometimes you are stricken or you are uh, beset with sorrow and sadness. You, what we are supposed to do as believers and Christians is encourage yourself in the Lord. Ephesians chapter 6, 13 says that be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Be strong in the Lord, verse 10 and verse 13. Be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord is the key, key word here. Be strong in the Lord. So uh, uh, David encouraged himself in the Lord. Encourage yourself in the Lord. What are some of the things you should encourage yourself with? One, encourage yourself that this too shall pass. All right? It's coming to pass. It's not coming to stay. So things will change. Number two, encourage yourself that what you are going through is working for you. In first, Second Corinthians 4, 17, it says that for our light affliction, which is bad for a moment, all right? So the one is for a moment. Number two, it's working for us. So your challenge, your issue is working for you. The third, the third reason why you should encourage yourself or what you should encourage yourself. And number one is it shall come to pass. It's just for a moment. Number two is working for you. Number three, the Bible says that say to the righteous, it shall be well with you. So number three, it shall be well with you. Today, it looks like things are funny and your enemies are laughing. Don't, <laughs> don't worry. I am here to tell you it shall be well with you. Number four, God is good and too faithful to fail. So remember, God is, that, why should you encourage yourself? Encourage yourself about this fact that God is good and too faithful to say to fail and then number five is that encourage yourself in this fact that it could have been worse things could have been worse so thank god all right encourage yourself that at least it didn't it didn't get as worse as it could have been all right so things could have been worse the way things look like it could have gone worse for you but thank god so encourage yourself in the lord that this shall pass. Encourage yourself in the Lord that it's working for you. Encourage yourself in the Lord that it is well with your soul. Encourage yourself with the Lord uh, that God is God, that God is good and is too faithful to fail. Hallelujah! And encourage yourself in the Lord that it could have been it, it could have been worse. And why why should you encourage, encourage yourself hoping in God? Okay, as you encourage yourself, you hope in God. You encourage knowing that. The future will then. Uh, Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 17, it says that 
there is hope for your future. There is hope for your future. I don't know who I'm talking to. I know a, a, a certain pastor is listening to me. When you look at what is going on around you, it just breaks your heart. But listen, there is hope for your future. There's a husband listening to me. There's a wife listening to me. There's a mother, a parent listening to me. I want you to know there is hope for your future. There is hope for your future. There is hope for your business. There is hope for your education. There is hope for your family. There is hope for your children. There is hope for your future. Jeremiah chapter 30. 1 verse 17 said there is hope for your latter end or there is hope for your future. I am in Psalm 146 verse 5 says that happy is he that has God of Jacob for his help whose hope is the Lord his God. Happy is he that has the Lord, the God of Jacob for his help. Je God of Jacob is your help. The God that brought Israel out of Egypt is your help. So you don't, you just chill out, chill out, chill out. I know things are looking funny, but chill out. Psalm 71, Psalm 71 verse 5, hear what is the, 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 the Lord is saying. For thou, this word, the, the, the word of God says, that thou art my hope, Oh, Lord God, thou art, uh, uh, thou art my trust from my youth. I've always trusted you, and this is not a time I'll give up. You are my hope. I've trusted you. You've brought me this far. So um, um, hope thou in the Lord. Psalm 42, verse 5, Psalm 43, verse 5. It says, why are you disquieted within me? Hope, oh, my soul, hope thou in the Lord. Hope thou in God. Hope thou in God, for he is the help of your countenance. Amen. Then, so... How, what do you do in times of crisis? Number one, fear not. Number two, encourage yourself in the Lord. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Number three, seek God's face. Seek God's face. In 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14, it said, If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and turn from their wicked ways and seek my face... He said, if my people shall humble themselves and seek my face, then from their wicked ways, uh, they shall seek my face. The key word there is seek my face. When trouble comes, seek his face. What does it mean to seek his face? Pray, spend time with God, set time aside for God. Don't go as normal. It, sometimes it might in, in, imply fasting and prayer. Add fasting in your, with your prayers and take some time away, seek God. But there may be times you may have to even move away from busy environments. Go away somewhere. Go away. Go, go. Separate yourself. Go away. Far away. Book a place. Go, and go there for a few days. Whatever. If, it can, if, it can, uh, if your lifestyle or if your domestic situation can afford it, go away. Just to spend time. Turn off, sometimes turn off the phone. Sometimes turn off the TV. Ten of other things, spend time with God, seek the face of God in times of crisis. When there is crisis, that's the time we must seek. We must always seek his face. But in times of crisis, boy, you better seek God's face. You better seek God's face and wait on the Lord. He said, I will wait on the Lord for, for he's the help of my countenance. I will wait on the Lord. In, in, in um, 1 Samuel chapter 
30 verse 8. Bible said, and David sought the face of God. Or David said, bring me the linen effort. And David inquired of the Lord. He asked God, God, what should I do? God, what step should I take? You have to seek God's face in times of crisis. Seek God's face in times of difficulty. Seek God's face. Seek his face, my brother. Don't just stay there feeling sorry for yourself. No! Your future is greater. There's hope for your future. So seek the face of God. I see somebody paying the price to seek the face of God. Psalm 62 verse 1. Thank you, Jesus. Psalm 62 verse, verse 1 says that truly my soul waits on God. From him comes my salvation. My salvation is not coming from another employer. My God is the one who can help me. My, my salvation is not coming from the, the doctor per se. It's God who can help me. He said, I seek the face of the Lord. Uh, sorry, my faith, wait, my, my, my soul waits on the Lord. For him comes my help. My, my soul waits on the Lord. And in Psalm 63, verse 1, O God, thou art, uh, o, o God, thou art my God. Early will I seek thee. My soul thirsts for thee. My flesh longs for thee as, in a, thirsty dry, uh, as a thirsty land where there is no water. I just desire you. The psalmist said, as the deer pants for the waters, so my soul pants, Psalm 42, so my soul pants after you. I just want you, God. In times of crisis, I seek your face. So I seek the face of the Lord. Psalm, uh, Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 40, verse, um, reading all the way from verse 25 to the end. To whom then will ye liken me, this God talking, to whom then will ye liken me, or shall I be equal, says the Lord, uh, says the Holy One. Lift up your eyes on high and behold who has created these things that brings out their hosts by number. He calls, he called them all by name, uh, by, by names, by the greatness of his might, for that he is strong in power. Not one faileth. God said, Come and have it. God said, So he said, Look, let's look around you and you see the power of God. And then he says, That why? Say thou, O Jacob, and speaks, O Israel, my way is hid from the Lord and my judgment is passed over from the... Why are you making conclusion that God has forgotten about me? Has thou not known, has thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the, the, uh, the, creator of the ends of the earth, fainted not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. You can't trace him. You can't say, okay, I know what God is trying to do. No, just trust him. God, there's no searching, and he's not tired. Of God, listen, God is God is not tired of you. God is not tired of your prayers, and neither is he tired of you. He is not tired. He's, he fainted not. He gives power to the faint, to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increases strength. I see God increasing your strength to keep running in the name of Jesus. Even the youth shall faint and be utterly uh, uh, so be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait on the Lord, they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength and mount up with wings as, as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk, they shall not fail. You, as you wait on God, because God is the one who never is weary, he will strengthen you and as she going up. So seek the face of God. Sometimes in prayer and fasting, sometimes it requires adding fasting. You are believing God for the fruit of the womb. Have you taken time? Husband and wife come together maybe once a month or twice a month or fortnight or once a It depends on what you can do. Come together, husband and wife. Sometimes don't let the devil always bring confusion and arguments amongst you, especially with the times that it is most convenient to come together. 
All right, the devil will bring argument and then you'll be sleeping in separate room or with each other's back. This is the time to come together. Seek God's face when things are bad, when things are hard. Seek God's face. I know you want to talk to people. You want to tell people what you are going on, what, is going, what you are going through. But you know what? 80% of the people you tell about your problems don't care. And about the rest of them, the, the 20% left, 80% don't care. 15% are happy it's not them. <laughs> it's not their problem. Not that they don't care, but they're happy it's not them who's going through what you're going through. So it's in, enough of telling people what your problems and learn how to seek God's face. Seek God's face. So number one, fear not. Number two, encourage yourself in the Lord. Number three, seek God's face in a way you haven't. Do it in a way you haven't. Don't say, I've always been praying. That means pray extra in the time of difficulty. Number, number four, trust God. Jesus said, have faith in God. Job chapter 13, verse 15, he said, even though he slays me, yet I will trust him. Jesus said in Mark chapter 11, verse 22, have faith in God. Trust God. In Psalm 18, verse 30, he said, as for God, his way is perfect. There is, the, Lord, the word of the Lord is tried and is a buckler to all those that trust in him. So trust God, okay? Trust God. Trust God. He will take care of you. He's too faithful to fail. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 5 said, trust in the Lord with all your might and lean not on your own understanding. Verse 6 said, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he'll guide your path. He'll direct your path. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. So be, be not afraid and trust in the Lord. Even though he slays me, yet I will trust him. Even though things look like God is fighting against me, God is against me. Guess what? Yet I will trust him. Hallelujah. Trust in the Lord. So um, number, number five, what do you do in times of crisis? Number five, let patience have her perfect way. In um, the book of James chapter one, verse three, it says that knowing this, that the trying of your faith works patience. Look at verse four. But let patience have a perfect work that ye may be perfect and entire wanting nothing. So sometimes when you are going through a difficult time, but verse two says that my brother, my, bra my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, diverse trials, difficult moments, diverse and confusing uh, uh, seasons. Said count it all joy joy, knowing that the trial of your faith, the faith is being tried, but it is working patience. And he said, verse 4, but let patience have a perfect, but let patience have a perfect work. So allow patience to grow. Allow patience to work. In Romans chapter 5, verse 3. Romans chapter 5, verse 3. And not only that, but we glory in tribulation. Tribulation means difficult times and frustrating times. Romans chapter 5, verse 3, it said, Moreover, let us also be full of joy. Now, let us exalt and triumph in our troubles and rejoice in our sufferings. Huh? Should we triumph in our sufferings? And re said, yes, let us do that. Let rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that pressure and affliction and hardship produces patience and unswerving endurance. So what you are going through is actually building you in a way that you need for your testimony. He said, who through faith and patience obtain the promise? You only obtain the promise of God through faith and patience. So he said, don't be lazy. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 12. It said, be ye not slothful, but be ye followers of those who through faith and patience. So Bible talks about Abraham. After he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. 
So what you are going through is actually producing patience, is building patience. So allow patience, sir, allow patience to do his or her perfect work because you are being perfected. Perfected means you are being made optimum for your next phase. Hallelujah. You are being prepared adequately for your next phase. One of the problems and the greatest frustrations in life is for for, for opportunity to come unprepared. It brings frustration. But when opportunity meets, meets preparation, it brings breakthrough. It brings triumph. It brings testimonies. I pray that this season will prepare you. Hallelujah. God is using this season to prepare somebody. So let patience have her perfect work and so that you will be perfect, wanting nothing. Praise God. Number six, rehearse your past victories. When David met Goliath in 1 Samuel chapter 17, write write down from verse 1 Samuel chapter 17, 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 33, it says that, And Saul said to David, Thou art not able to go against these Philistines to, to fight with him, for thou art but a youth. And he is a man of war from his youth. <laughs> the situation is grim against you. The situation doesn't look good at all. So Saul was telling him the facts. Sometimes the do- you go to the doctors, they will tell you some facts. And some of them actually enjoy adding some worse bits of it. Or the lawyer will tell you the fact. But the letters you have received tell you that, hmm, hmm, the prospect doesn't look good at all. That is what Saul told David. That he's, you are a young man, but he's, a man of war from the time he was young. So he has experience. But David said to Saul, thy servant kept my father's sheep, my father's sheep, my father's sheep. Who is your father? And are you keeping your father's sheep that can give you a preparation for your day, day, the days ahead? Thy servant kept my father's sheep and there came a lion and a bear and took the lamb out of the flock. Verse 35, and I went after him and smote him and delivered it out of the, uh, out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by the beard and smote him and slew him. This is the guy said, this is what I was able to do. Thy servant slew both the lion and the bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing he has defiled the armies of the living God. David said, moreover, the Lord, oh, verse 37, moreover, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. Rehearse past victories. Rehearse what God did in the past and what God has done for others. Rehearse, rehearse past victories. It helps you to have the confidence to know that tomorrow or the victory ahead has been secured. If the vict- God gave you the victory yesterday, that means that he will give you the victory tomorrow. I see victory coming for you tomorrow in the name of Jesus Christ. So rehearse past victories. Number seven, it's time for when you go through some difficult times of crisis, Potentially, it's time for evaluation and assessment. Evaluation and assessment. What could you have done differently? You have to ask these questions. What have I done to contribute to this situation? What are you doing which might not help in the current situation? So what have I done to contribute to this situation? Or what am I doing that is actually fueling? fueling the condition. 
Evaluate yourself. Think. Ask questions. Ask questions. Ask questions. The Bible says that the, the heart of the wise is in the house of mourning. You sit and begin to ask questions. Evaluate. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians, I think, 13, 5, examine yourself if you be in the faith. It's time to evaluate. It's time to evaluate. Break up your fallow grounds. Maybe there are grounds you have been broken. So it's the thing. So break up your fallow grounds in Hosea chapter 10, verse 12. Break up your fallow grounds. It's time to seek the Lord until he comes to reign righteousness on us. But break up. Take stock of what you might have done wrongly. Do not think that, oh, uh, 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 it's just they don't like me. No, don't, don't say they don't like me. Right? Don't say they don't like me. And because of that, what have you done to contribute to the condition you are in? So take stock. It's very important when, when difficult times hit. Think about your life. Think about the direction you are going. Think about the direction, the track you have been running on, your, the, the, your, the rails or the track or the path you have been on. Because life is full of path. The path you go on will determine the outcome of your life. The path. Life is full of path. The proverb says that there is a path that seems right in the path in the sight of men, but the end it looked to it, it was a good thing, but the end. So sometimes when you come to a certain end, when you get to a, to a cool disaster, look back and say, oh, maybe I took the wrong turn, and potentially do a U-turn. So check, evaluate what you don't just say. God will help me, and God, 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 God. But you also have to uh, reason, think through things, think through. Why did you fail the exam? Because you didn't prepare adequately. It's not because you were praying too much. It's not because you were, you were in church. You didn't prepare. So, but evaluate. All right. Then, the, so uh, number one, fear not. Number two, encourage yourself in the Lord. Number three, uh, seek the face of the Lord. Number, uh, uh, seek the face of the Lord in a way you haven't. Number four, trust in the Lord. Number five, let patience have a perfect work. Number six, uh, rehearse past victories. Number seven, it's time, to, uh, time for assessment and evaluation. Number, number eight, consult. If I, I feel like writing, consult, consult, consult. In other words, seek wise counsel. Do research. Wisdom, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7. It says wisdom is a principal thing. So in all you're getting, get understanding. Everything, make sure you're getting understanding about the current situation. You must know what to do. It's important, right? So seek wisdom. Sometimes it might be just do a research, go online, do a research about the situation, do a research about uh, the, the kind of business you are trying to do, what is the best thing to do, where is the best thing to pitch, where play, where do you have to best pitch your thing. Seek counsel. Sometimes, pastor, look at what, how others are doing it and copy from them. Learn or look at what others are doing. So, so wisdom. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 18. Whoso cares his father or his mother, his lamb shall be put I'm reading different things. All right. Verse 18 says, Every purpose is established by counsel, and with good advice make war. Every purpose is established by wise counsel, and with good advice make war. Proverbs 24, uh, verse 6. Proverbs 24, verse 6 says that, For by wise counsel thou shalt make thy war, and in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. So seek counsel. Proverbs chapter 11, verse, um, verse 14. Proverbs chapter 
11 verse 14 says that where no counsel is, the people fall. By the multitude of counsel, uh, 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 the counselors, there is safety. So seek counsel. Sometimes talk to people who can give you wise counsel. Advise you, do it this way, do this. In this situation, do this, do this. Don't rush, seek counsel. And um, number nine, learn your lessons and stop blaming others. Learn your lessons. So it's just like I said, make assessments. The, the point number seven, okay, make time for assessment evaluation. And then number nine says, learn your lessons. Learn your, there are things you might have done wrong. There are things you didn't foresee. There are things you should have prepared for, which you didn't. Yeah. Nobody, nobody's perfect. None of us is perfect. So learn your lessons and guess what? Learn from the lessons. One wise man said, history repeats itself and has to. Why? Because men don't learn from history. History repeats itself and has to because men don't learn from history. Paul said in um, Philippians chapter 4, verse 11, he says that I've learned how to abase and abound. Um, Philippians chapter 4, verse 11 says that, not that I speak in respect of one, for I have learned, I have learned, Paul the apostle said, I have learned in whatsoever state I am therein to be content, uh, to be uh, content. I have learned. I have learned. So learn from your situation. Learn from good times and learn from bad times. You must be, uh, we all must be good students of life. We must always be learning. So go to the end, to the ant, thou sluggard, and learn from the ant. So it's good to keep learning. Learn. So what do we learn? We learn from others. Okay. So you learn from others. Stop blaming others, people you can blame. You blame others. When you blame others, you know what happened. You, you sustain the problem. Because once, you, as long as you don't take responsibility, you repeat the crisis. Number two, you blame yourself. When you blame yourself, you strip yourself of strength. So stop blaming. Don't blame yourself. Don't blame others. But learn. You might, might have made a mistake. Just learn. From it, maybe there may never there may never be another chance in that sense, but there will always be a better a, another situation where what you have learned from this situation can help give you an upper hand. Because guess what? Once you have God, there are always better days ahead. Your best best days are ahead, not behind you. As long as you have God, so learn. Don't blame. Stop blaming my mom, my dad, my husband, my wife, my parents, my the, the government, my color, my race my gender, my dad, my, stop blaming and start working. So as long as you blame others, you, you, you repeat the situation. And when you blame yourself, you get, you discourage yourself, you, you, you strip strength from yourself and you might not be able to do anything. And it happens to a lot of men in their mid, mid, midlife. That's what we call usually midlife crisis. Once you hit late 40s into 50 and early 50s, you begin to feel like you have failed. And you blame yourself. And many men easily, once they enter 40 and they realize what mistakes they have made, then they easily begin to lose hope and they, they lack the drive, the energy. That's why dad is always quiet at home. Very quiet, doesn't speak a lot. Hmm. Many men internalize so much, especially of their pains and mistakes and keep blaming themselves. Bl Mom, you have raised your children the best you know. If you have known better, you would have done better. You have raised these children. You have given them the best you can. Yeah, you made some mistakes. But guess what? Stop blaming yourself due to the outcome of your children. 
If you had known better, you'd have... Stop blaming yourself and start moving on with what you can do with the rest of your life. Hallelujah. Stop blaming yourself. Just learn. Let's all learn from our mistakes and learn from <clears throat> what we have done in the past. Hallelujah. Proverbs chapter 5, I think I would like to... A wise man will hear and will increase learning. And a man of understanding shall attain unto wisdom, uh, so unto wise counsels. All right. A wise man will hear and do what? Increase learning. So we have to increase learning. So number 10. Number 10, be thankful. Don't complain. Be thankful. Romans 1.21 says that because when they knew God, they were not thankful. Verse 23, 24, Bible says God also gave them over. They were not thankful. Once you are not thankful, a lot of negative things begin to develop in your life. You've forgotten about where you went wrong. And you're always just thinking about what, what hasn't been done. Yeah, potentially some, something hasn't been done. I look at how I've been faithful to God. I pray. Are you trying to say God has not been faithful? God is always faithful. We are unfaithful according to uh, Timothy. When we are unfaithful, he remains faithful. So God has always been faithful. So don't say, oh, God has, God has let me down. I, why did God allow my father to die? Why did God allow that to happen to me? Why, why did that? No, stop complaining. Bible says that because they murmured, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, they murmured against God. They murmured. They complained against God and God was not happy and said, because you complained, you will not enter the promised land. Bible said they, were, they fell victims in the wilderness because they complained and murmured against God. Memory will make you a victim in life easily. But thankfulness, so be thankful. Be thankful and don't complain. In Colossians chapter 3 verse 15, he said, be thankful. Colossians 3.15, be thankful. In Mark chapter 14, verse 23, Jesus Christ, he took the bread and he gave thanks. Give thanks. Whatever is in your hands, be thankful for at least some, you got something in your hands. Be thankful. In John chapter 6, verse 11, Bible says that one day, before he multiplied the bread to feed the thousands, he gave thanks. He gave thanks. So the people remembered so much in verse 23, they said that after he had given thanks. So be thankful. Thankfulness makes things increase in your hands. Make the blessings increase and produce and pro become productive in your hands. Be thankful. Be thankful. Be thankful. First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 18. Verse 18 he said, in all things giving thanks. Give thanks. In all things give thanks. Give thanks. Give thanks. Give thanks. Give thanks. Give thanks for your life. Give thanks for his goodness. Be give thanks. What should you give thanks for? A, B, C. A or one, give thanks for your life, that you are still alive. Thank God. You lost your car, but you didn't lose your life. You lost that marriage, but you didn't lose your life. You lost a job, but you have not lost a house. You lost the offer for the, for the admission for that child, but you didn't lose the child. They're better. There's a lot better. Thing. So be thankful for your life. And then number two, be thankful for salvation. This is so important. Most times we forget we are saved. Listen, hell is worse. Hell, hell is a worse situation. And God has saved you from going to hell. So even if he doesn't do anything against for you, you have always, you always owe thanks to God that he saved you from hell. Remember, these things will help you to evaluate what you are going through and how you approach your situation. You see, God takes care of what you go through. You take care of how you go through. God takes care of what you go through and you take care of how you go, your attitude. And you must, we must have a thankful attitude that even though I'm going through this, I thank God that I will not go to hell. I'm saved. 
Hell. You see, many Christians don't have a healthy respect for hell. They've lost sight of hell, obviously, because of the kind of teachings we, we have been inundated with. Jesus spoke a lot about hell than anybody who, uh, ever in the Bible. So, but the point here is that he saved you from hell. That is enough to thank God for. Even if he doesn't do anything and life is bad, at least you have been saved from hell. So be thankful for your life. Be thankful for salvation. And number three, be thankful it could have been worse. To be thankful it's not as worse as it could have been. It's not as bad as it could have been or it's not as worse as it could have been. Be thankful. Say, be thankful. This coronavirus has caused a lot of challenges. But you know what? Be thankful. Some people lost their lives, but you are here. Be thankful. Look at what happened in your family. You almost lost your mom. Be thankful. Your mom has lost her job. Is that what's more important? Have you forgotten that God spared your mom, spared your dad of corona? Wicked, devilish corona? So, be thankful. And there's better, there are better days ahead. So, it could have been worse, but be thankful and be content. First Timothy 6, 6, 6, 6. Godliness with contentment is great gain. I was talking about that recently. All right. So then that's number 10. Number 11, quickly. Be, be, faithful, be faithful, steadfast, and unmovable. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58. Be steadfast and unmovable. Don't be moved. Be faithful, steadfast, and unmovable. Um, Romans chapter 4, verse 19. Bible said, being not weak in faith, Abraham. He 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 he, he didn't he wasn't weak in faith. Abraham was not weak in faith. Romans chapter 4, verse 19. It says, Thank you, Jesus. Romans 4, 19. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body body now dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of he was not weak in faith. When you look at the situation around you, it, it, can, it looks like you are going to be faithless. But Abraham was not weak in faith. So be faithful, be steadfast. Steadfast means constant. Slight challenge is now you are not even coming for church meetings. So I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired. Only this small challenge. Small challenge. Bible says our light affliction. So it's a light one. Okay. So be faithful and be steadfast. And don't let the situation, there's a song uh, uh, we, uh, we sing in Pentecostal circles. It says that I'm not moved by what I see. I'm not moved by what I hear. I'm not moved by what I see, but I'm moved by the word of God. Be steadfast. God's word is constant. So hinge your life on God's word and you remain constant. Be steadfast and unmovable. First Corinthians chapter 15, 58. Be steadfast and unmovable. Always abounding in the work of the Lord, that being faithful. Continue doing what you are doing for God. Continue doing. I've, I've given my tithe and given and given. I'm giving all right. I've done this. I've always been in church and look at me. Look at what. I, hey, don't complain. Stay faithful. Continue. Continue going because the end shall, shall be in your favor. Hallelujah. So be faithful, steadfast, and unmovable. First Samuel chapter 12, verse 20. Thank you, Jesus. First Samuel chapter 12. Verse 20 says that, And Samuel said to the people, Fear not, ye have done all, ye have done all this weak, uh, wickedness, yet turn not aside from following the Lord, but serve the Lord with all your heart. Verse 21, And turn, turn ye not aside, for then should ye go 
after vain things which cannot profit or deliver, for they are vain. If you, if you move away from God, if you move away from God, the things you will give your life to, you might be following. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. First Samuel. First Samuel chapter, chapter 12. Chapter 12, verse 20. Verse 20 says, And Samuel said, Samuel said unto the people, Fear not. Ye, Samuel said unto the people, verse 21 says, And turn ye not aside, for then ye, ye, ye go after vain things which cannot profit nor deliver, for they are vain. See, if you move away from God, you end up in the hands of what will not help you in the current situation you are in. So he says that, turn not aside from God. Turn not, be steadfast. Don't compromise on your values. Don't compromise on your faith. Don't compromise on your godly stance and your godly, your righteous approach to life. Do not compromise. Don't turn aside. Remain steadfast and, and consistent. Number 12, take responsibility and act. Number 12, take responsibility and act. And act fast. So take responsibility and act. And act fast, because time is of the essence. Bible says in First Samuel chapter thirty, verse verse eight, David inquired of the Lord. Verse nine, and David went after the people. He inquired after he inquired of the Lord. God said, "Go, moved fast." So act, act. If you have failed an exam, rewrite it. Rewrite it. Don't sit there and say God will take, touch your heart and they will resend a new result. No, <clears throat> act. Don't sit down. Act as though all depends on you. And pray as though all depends on God. Act. Take an action. I have begun, I have be, realized that a lot of believers. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 21, verse 20, 21 says that, And turn ye not aside, for then should ye go after vain things, which cannot profit nor deliver, for they are vain. Some things you think it's the devil may tell you this. If you, you know what, forget about all this checking and do live your own life and do this. They may, they, they don't deliver. They don't deliver. So remain consistent in your faith. Don't compromise in your faith. Don't compromise within your values. Don't compromise in your righteous stance. Do what you know is right in the sight of God. Don't say because situations are bad now, well, let me give up. Let me compromise. Stay faithful. Remain consistent. So be steadfast. Be faithful, steadfast, and unmovable. Hallelujah. Now, that leads us to point number 12. Take responsibility and act. And act fast. Take responsibility and act. And act quickly. Don't delay. Whatever you have to do, do it now. Everything that is procrastination will rob you of your opportunities in life. Procrastination. So, so stop saying, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. Today is the tomorrow you spoke about yesterday. So the point I want to make here is that take responsibility. Don't say, oh, God will help me. If you fail an exam, what should you do? Write, rewrite it. Prepare and reset it and make sure this time you are passing. Reset it. Take responsibility. You have to... Act. Be responsible in your actions as though everything depends on you. And pray and look up to God as though everything depends on God. So combine the two. Some people, unfortunately, they only pray and wait. They don't act. 
And others, unfortunately, only act in spite of God. They don't care about God. In that case, when troubles come, you, are, you can be in, in danger. But act, pray, and act. Bible says, watch and pray. So pray and act. Be vigilant. Pray. Do something. You look at the way your marriage is going. Do something. Don't say, God, this is my husband. The devil has entered him. God, change him. No, you to stop the annoying, annoying him and stop insulting him. You are, you are insulting us, but you still praying God touch his heart. So we have to also take responsibility. Take, let's take responsibility. Take responsibility in raising your child. Take responsibility in, 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 in doing your work well so they don't suck you easily. Take responsibility. We have to be responsible. So pray and act. Number 13, last, last three points quickly. Number 13, feed your spirit. All right. Man, man must not live by bread alone. How do you feed your spirit? Um, the word of God. Just keep the word of God coming. Matthew 4, 4, man must not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes of the mouth of the Lord. Colossians 3, 16 says that let the word of God dwell in you richly. And then not only the word, but stay in fellowship with other believers. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 13 says that um, let, us not, uh, let, let us consider one another to encourage one another. Whilst today, lest we be hardened, lest any be hardened with the, by the deceitfulness of sin. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 13 says that, but exhort one another daily while it's called today, lest any be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. So exhort one another daily. Stay in contact, connection with other Christians. Be in fellowship. Don't cut yourself from church. Be part of anything church is doing, the church Zoom, the church meetings. Don't cut off yourself. Because, because you say, I'm done. I'm done. I want to be by myself. No, that's not the time to be by yourself. In, in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23, says that, Let us hold fast the confession of our faith without wavering, for faithful is he who has promised. Let's do verse, 20, uh, verse 24. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. Verse 25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. Did you see that? Let's not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. So it's important. Feed your spirit. Feed your spirit through the word of God and through healthy Christian fellowship. And then number, number um, four, 14, be led by the spirit. Romans 8, 14, as many as are led by the spirit, they are the sons of God. Romans chapter 8, verse 14, for as many that are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So be led by the spirit, depend on the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you. Romans, uh, John chapter 16, verse 13, he will guide you in all, into all truth. So Bend your ears to the Spirit. Walk with the Spirit. Be sensitive to the Spirit. Holy Spirit, talk to me. Walk in the Spirit and you know, fulfill the desires of the flesh. Because your next breakthrough must be a function of the Spirit. And then finally, keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, it says that they're looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before you endured the cross, look unto Jesus. You can only be successful in God when you look unto Jesus. So look unto Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eye on Jesus. In 2 Chronicles chapter 20, I think I'll read that one. 2 Chronicles chapter 20, um, verse 12, it's a very interesting. They were in distress. They are, the enemies have surrounded them and they prayed. And King Jehoshaphat said, listen to the prayer of King Jehoshaphat. He says that, oh our God, will thou not judge them? For they have not, for we have no might against this great company that cometh against us. Neither know we what to do, but our eyes are on you. It's the beginning of break, your breakthrough. Keep your eyes on God. 
Don't look just, Peter started looking at the storms. Don't look at the storms. Don't focus on the storms. Focus on God. Looking on to Jesus. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. Once you do that, I know that this crisis shall pass and you shall emerge a champion and a winner. So number one, fear not. Number two, encourage yourself in the Lord. Number three, seek the face of God in a, in a way you haven't. Number four, trust God. Number five, uh, let patience have a perfect work. Number six, rehearse past victories. Yes. Number seven, it's time for assessment and evaluation. Number eight, consult. Consult. Seek counsel. Seek wise counsel. So number eight is seek, let's say, seek wise counsel. Number nine, learn, learn and stop uh, uh, learn the lessons and stop blaming. Stop blaming. Learn the lessons and stop blaming. Number 10, be thankful. Number 11, be faithful, steadfast, and unmovable. Number 12, take responsibility and act. And act quick or fast. Number 13, feed your spirit. Number 14, let, uh, be led by the spirit. Depend on the Holy Spirit. And number 15, keep your eyes on Jesus. If you do these things in times of crisis, I guarantee you, you'll be a person to be envied, a man to be envied, to be envied, and a woman to be envied. I know this one shall turn for your good. God bless you. God sent me your way and to let you know your latter end is better than your former. There is hope for your future. Your latter end is better. Bible says that all the, the scriptures have been written that we through the comfort of scriptures might have hope. Romans chapter 15 verse 4. The scriptures have been written so that we through the comfort of scriptures. Romans chapter 15 verse 4. For whatsoever things were written and four times were written for our, for our learning that through the, the patience and comfort of scriptures we might have hope. I want you to know your life is in the hands of God. He will take care of you doesn't matter what you go through. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear not. Fear not. God said he will help you. God is with you. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and the earth. Psalm 124 verse 8. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Psalm 121 verse 1. It said, I lift up my eyes to the hill. From where comes my help? My help comes from the Lord who made the heavens and the earth. Our souls have escaped as the bed out of the snare of the fowler. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. My brother, my sister, precious family listening to me, I want you to hold on to your faith and look up to Jesus and know that the future is better. We thank God for using his servant, Reverend Dr. David Entry, to share this awesome word. If this message has blessed you in any way, please spread the word by sharing it and send us an email to amen at caris.org. Remember to stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter for regular updates on what God is doing here at Caris Ministries. Stay blessed.